This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. I just wish if gauges wouldn't flash. That's kind of like red, red gauges in here. That's like having your head in, in the snake tank on Fear Effect. Ooh. You don't like it. Seven floor. <laughs> Yeah, it's a terrible visual. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Uh, the Dale Jr. Download, presented by Spy, with Mike Davis, TJ Majors, Amanda Troutman. I'm Taylor Zarzer. All right, folks, today is the last day to go enter Spy's Win a Spin with Dale Jr. Sweepstakes. Go to spyoptic.com slash Jr. or facebook.com slash spyoptic. Enter your info for a grand prize of a three-lap ride around Charlotte Motor Speedway with Dale, airfare, accommodations, Tickets to the Charlotte October Nationwide Race and Spy Sunglasses. All for you and a guest, and all you have to do is enter to win. Hurry up. You only have today to get this done. While you're on Spy's website, get yourself a pair of signature 88 collection sunglasses. You can enter discount code DIRTYMORADIO. DIRTYMORADIO. All one word. And receive 20% off your purchase, all courtesy of our partner, Spy. All right, boys and girls, let's talk about that Atlanta race and, and about the last race before uh, the chase begins. All four Hendrick Motorsports drivers are now in the chase. I told you guys last week if if Junior's not going to win, I hope the five-car would. And, uh, so it was, and it was really cool to see all four of those guys together there in victory lane. Uh, you can tell by some of the tweets that uh, Hogue was sending out, Mike, that uh, and TJ, that, that the, the entire organization was pretty happy with Saturday night. Certainly Dale Jr. in the 88, uh, disappointed in, in running 11th. But uh, I thought that that was a car capable of winning the race if, if some things would have bounced differently, if you will. Yeah, got to get that track position. TJ can allude to more yeah. of that. I mean, we still seem to uh, need to improve our qualifying because I think, what would you qualify there, 20th, yep. TJ? Yeah. Uh, 20th, and so track position was so key uh, in a place like that. You know, Atlanta also, and I didn't realize this until after the race, but it's not really been a great track for us the last top five that junior had was 2008 at atlanta i mean that's our first year at hendrick motorsports and he's not really any uh led any quality laps since that race in 2008 he led like one lap in 2009 uh so i don't know i, I you know atlanta we always seem to feel really good about it uh but it's not been our best track uh and then you throw in the track position thing i mean the car was pretty decent minus the big hole in the grill yeah but, uh I just think we just didn't catch the right brakes at the right time. I mean, we had a even in, all, in the past there, we've had cars that have led. Like in 2008, we were really fast that race yeah. too, and but we just seemed to like get in the wrong row at the very end. We like the, the, the that's one of the most important places to have the right row on restarts because the runs are so big and there's cars. If you get held up a little bit, you're gonna have a lot of other cars, you know, on you really fast, really fast. So you can lose four spots on a restart in half a lap. So yeah. and that's one of the tracks that's really key to have the right row on a restart. We just didn't didn't really have that, or they wreck in front of us, and plus we you, got to miss caught, that. you got caught a lap down under a, a, a caution right after yeah, that. that. Like, then that was late enough in the yeah. race where that affects you too. That's so. happened twice now. It happened in Michigan too. We were the first car. I think um, we were the first car lap. I don't know something happened like that, but we the caution come out just at the wrong time in the middle of a pit cycle, and we were the next car to basically get the lucky dog or be on the lead lap and. The caution come out, and that kind of put a – that's a hurdle you got to go over. But there were enough cautions after that where we were able to get caught up and, and restart with the guys we were racing and stuff. So that wasn't as big of a deal as it could have been. But, um, you know, that, that row deal was pretty pretty key to yeah. us. Mike, uh, I want to quickly get to some of the things Dale Jr. had to say uh, about this race because he had a bunch to say. Yeah. And uh, he left us a lot of audio to, to play here exclusively 
on the Dale Jr. download, and, and let's hear what he had to say about the night in general. Our night was, uh, you know, as far as the car goes, I guess, you know, I thought we were going to we were gonna eventually get it dialed in pretty good. Uh, we were making some changes to the car, and it was responding pretty pretty well to those. And, uh, you know, we, we, we could move things around and get it tight and get it loose, and I thought we were understanding what we needed, you know, as far as whether the car needed the wedge in it or not or where the track bar needed to be, and uh, we were starting to kind of understand those changes and, and how they were affecting the car. We ended up... Um, you know, a couple of cautions didn't really fall correctly for us, and we had to take a wave around once. Uh, you know, it was just uh, just kind of herky-jerky there trying to get that track position that we needed. But we battled, you know, from the from you know the back or 20th or whatever a couple times into uh, 11th or 10th place. So I felt like we had good speed. Yeah, definitely did. And and guys, uh, I thought that I thought they had. Uh, great speed and and made uh, big adjustments and it's just like you said just it was getting track position it was where to it, it was on the wrong line on uh on restarts and none of those things concern me though and, and mike you know good and well i don't get real fired up about things that happen on twitter but somebody tweeted me on sunday night and i thought they made a good point they said they, they liked all the adjustments that were made they they thought that the car had great speed capable of of running with anyone but to the point you made earlier the thing that concerns them most is qualifying yeah. because if you have a better qualifying run, you have a top ten qualifying run. Chances are, in the same sort of situation, you're competing for a win instead of competing to finish tenth or eleventh. So, TJ, is there something to be concerned about with that? Uh, it definitely makes your your race harder. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it would be nice to start in the top five every week and and race from that point. You have a better pick of a pit stall and you have way cleaner air to race in um your your car handling is not going to change as much because you're already near the front kind of when you're in the back you're in dirty air for a long time um then your car is going to tan- handle different as it gets near the front but i mean it definitely definitely makes it easier to qualify good but i don't i know we're going to race good and yeah i don't know if i would i don't know if i would sacrifice any of our race speed for a better qualifying effort. I mean, I that's don't. a good point that's honestly a good point you you and i talked on the phone friday yeah i don't and and you had said this was right after practice was over, but it was before qualifying. And I said, "Hey, how's the car?" And you said, "Oh, we're probably not going to qualify that well, but we're going to race really well." So you, yeah. it, it really wasn't that much of a surprise. Um, no, I mean, it, sometimes you know we get the. I don't think we put a huge emphasis. You know, as not as much on we do, but not as much as on the race. Um, I think um, honestly, I think Dell's just a better race driver than he is a qualifier. And and you know, if, we, if you focus on the strong points, I'd rather be fast on payday than than qualifying. You know, who else was like that? Who's that? His old man. Yeah, he sure was. Better so be fast on payday than qualifying day. He did, he didn't qualify well at all. <laughs> yeah. So and, and Mike uh, and that's and, and that's the thing is I'm fascinated to hear this conversation because nobody wants to compromise any race speed and right. because like junior, like TJ is saying Junior is it doesn't I don't care if he quali- if they said well we're gonna uh, Dale Junior you have to start 50th even though there's 43 cars out here uh, I have no question the guy's gonna contend to be in the front you know by the middle of the race because of the great rate speed he's just so good in traffic and especially on long green flag runs uh, but it, it is a fascinating discussion to have because you do see some guys that qualify so much better but aren't as good a racer well you know people who didn't really watch the race or fell asleep during the race and that would have been understandable considering it was so late but uh, yeah the fact that you wake up uh, you know in the morning and you see that he finished 11th and it seems like a very mediocre night and the car must have not been that fast but there was a run after the sixth caution this actually was you know as TJ and I were talking about the 
the, the, the caution that trapped them a lap down. This was right before that, right after they uh, made that green flag stop. They went from 17th to 11th, and, and yep. that was all with uh, green flag passes on the track. Yep. That's your indicator that that car had plenty of speed. Exactly. And this was well. Yep. This would have been about the time when they got that nose repaired, uh, you know, fully. You know, they, they, I know Junior talks about, uh, and we'll hear that in a second, but Junior talks about the fact that they made those three pit stops when the, when the grill was damaged but they really kind of were repairing that for the next 100 laps. So when they got that thing figured out, the car still had plenty of speed, and he was making passes. So uh, that wasn't a problem. And now you mentioned uh, the debris to the grill. Uh, let's hear what Dale Jr. had to say about that, because that was definitely a big part of what happened Sunday night. Uh, the 41 had a tire problem, tore up a, a, a rear tire and slung a bunch of sheet metal onto the racetrack, and I ran over that sheet metal, and it tore the grill up real bad. So uh, typically we run enough tape on the grill to keep the temperature around 240 degrees. And with this uh, debris and, and this uh, hole I had, it was cooling it around 180 degrees. So we, t we lost a ton of downforce. And we tried to fix that during like three or four different cautions over a span of about a hundred laps trying to get a patch on the grill that would a bring the temperature back up in the motor and also and you know give the car the downforce that it needed so uh, that was really holding us back not having the downforce right on the front end but i eventually got to see the front of the car at the end of the race and the way that the grill was destroyed there just really wasn't any fixing that hole the guys tried real hard and we just never it was just too damaged to to get anything on top of it there was nothing really to stick anything to it was just too too big too much damage on the grill to be able to get the you know get enough get enough of it blocked off and and clearly that was uh, a big issue as the race went on and in fact amanda let's hear a little bit more about that uh when dale and stevie were talking to each other about what to do in terms of pitting under green or come in because of that debris? I might have knocked a hole with the radiator, so I ain't got, I ain't got much uh, water temperature, to be honest with you. 190 degrees. What's the oil? 228. Yeah, it's probably okay. You got pressure still? Yeah, but it ain't been down there all night. Therefore? It's getting chilly out here. About time I put my sweatshirt on. All right. 250 under caution all night. So I don't know what's 215. We've run over a lot of shit. Just kind of look. I mean, we, we hit it in the grill. So just. <laughs> but, but I don't give a damn. Hold on, Stevie. I don't give a damn about your sweatshirt. Right. I but, yeah. but wait a second. It's chilly, though. It's chilly. <laughs> it, was not, it was not chilly. <laughs> I didn't verify that. TJ, walk us through all that because that was definitely uh, a big part of the race. Yeah, I never saw the debris that he hit. I saw the 40, 41 car losing a tire up there and that we were actually pitting right when he was doing right he was doing that right in front of us and i guess dale jr saw enough debris on the track where he knew they'd throw the caution and uh you know i never saw it whenever he went by i took a look at him and i was like the grill looked fine to me but like like i said we run you know we cover it with black tape so it's hard for me to tell at nighttime through mm -hmm. the fence too and you know i'm a good little ways away but it's just hard for me to tell if there's a you know a hole there i can i can normally see if there's you know uh you know a hot dog wrapper or something on there i can see that pretty good but when it's just all missing and black it's hard for any of us to tell but yeah whenever um 
you know, those temperatures jump around like that, that's usually a pretty good indication that like the, that severe of an increase or, you know, decrease or whatever is a pretty good indication that something's probably not right. But, um, yeah, apparently, apparently it did do quite a bit of damage to the grill. Yeah, for sure it did. And, uh, you know, Mike, that was a big part of the race, uh, on, on Sunday night for sure. And, and, you know, it, it's still, like you said, I mean, it doesn't matter who he was racing against. He was competitive with any, with everybody on uh on sunday night but uh you have to feel like that had an impact on on finishing 11th and also obviously restarts did too restarts uh, that you know that i i couldn't even tell when i was watching this how significant that nose damage was but it basically was the entire grill cover i mean that was a yeah it was, yeah, it was the whole thing it, it was the whole thing it. yeah all right definitely gonna change it you're making three pit stops under that caution you're repairing it for the next hundred laps it really is is good work by that 88 team to be able to keep it as competitive as it was. And, again, I know that a lot of people will sit there and think that we're making excuses for them. But, honestly, this is no. the kind of thing that you're going to need to have yeah. during the chase. Having this a fast car, that's, you've got that's to be it. able to achieve. Having well, that fast a- car helped us, though, because we were able to – the reason we were able to work on it that much is because there there weren't there weren't 25 cars in the lead lap. We were a legitimate top, top 10, top 7 car there in the beginning part of the race, and we were driving that way. And, you know, having that speed in the beginning – you know, I know qualifying wasn't the greatest, but having that speed in the beginning, in the beginning, was enabled us to get up there and keep. I know it's not the best track position, but it's it's better than being a lap down trying to fix it and then race cars for the lucky dog. Right, so right. you know, there could have been a Ask whole Jeff lot Gordon. worse. That's Jeff Gordon. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Jeff and was real fast. Jeff was Harvick. super fast. I mean, he was in second yeah. place when when his tire cut down. I'm not so sure that damage didn't make him faster. So <laughs> yes. I love when that happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's hear what uh, Junior had to say about the final restart because I want to ask TJ about uh, where NASCAR decides to put certain drivers on the track. Uh, and, and obviously it was interesting to see what happened with Carl Edwards. Here's Junior on that. thought we were going to get a top 10, but we had, uh, you know, we had to start on the inside line. When they started wrecking during that last restart there, um, I was kind of in the middle there, going through the middle, or you know, I don't know exactly where I was. But I, Carl Edwards was on the outside line, and he, he, me and him got together. I, I, I don't know if I came up into him or he came down, but we got together and it turned him sideways. I think he was trying to get away from them guys in the high line that were wrecking, but uh, it turned him sideways, and he lost like four or five spots. But NASCAR under the caution, put him back in front of us, and that moved us from the outside line to the inside line and basically hurt our chances a lot to be able to get a top ten. So I'm kind of, you know, a little ticked off about that. But I don't, I don't, you know, I don't make the call from up top. Seems like, you know, I don't know. I've been around a damn sport too long. They used to, do, they used to not do shit like that. But <clears throat> seems like the rules are different these days than they were 10, 20 years ago, and I don't know. I guess I got to get used to it. But uh, anyhow, I didn't mean to turn Carl or get him out of shape, and there was a lot going on at that moment. <clears throat> but anyways, it uh, we had to restart on the inside, and the inside line didn't go anywhere all night long. The guys on the top could really make some good moves, and I wanted to be one of those guys. And We ended up finishing 11th. I thought I got the, the 16 car on the last lap. Me and Biffle, we had a good little fun race that last lap, trying to get a spot there, trying to get a top 10. I'm a stats guy, so, you know, if we can get a top 10, I want to get it and finish the 11th. So, uh, you know, that's disappointing as far as the finish goes. We don't want to finish 11th. We're better than 11th. But, damn, we had some things just, you know, adversity. We just had something that seemed like every time we turned around, something was happening. 
that we would have to uh, come down pit road and work on or I don't know. It was tough. You can hear the frustration in his voice, and uh, and it's obvious uh, there. All right, TJ, how about where NASCAR decides to put uh, certain and, – and it's not like they're showing favoritism to one driver, but when they decide to reorder everybody after a caution, there have been so many times I've listened to you over the years say, I have no idea how this guy is still in front of you, and Carl Edwards was an example of that on Sunday night. Tell us what that – process is like and how you find out that information up there spotting and and relay that information to dale jr and to stevie uh well they you know we i scan nascar and you know they give us a rundown usually pretty quickly right after an accident so we can get single file so they can get the track workers out there and get whatever's happened on the track cleaned up they usually give us a rundown pretty quick but um you know, I I don't really argue it like he said anymore. I just kind of do what they say. You know, I've we've found over the years there's no real you're not going to mm-hmm. win. I mean, it, once they say it, it's pretty much it's pretty much written in stone. So you know, it's not going to change. But to me, you know, I I don't think Dale Jr. wrecked Carl. I think Carl was coming down whether we were there or not. He was just reacting to what was in front of him. And you're going to do that before you you react to a guy at your bumper. When there's a wreck in front of you, you're going to try to miss it. You're not just going to drive into it. Because you hear there's a guy inside, you know you're gonna try to miss what's in front of you. But well, yeah, yeah. I mean, in plus, he had some contact. Yeah, they were all over the place. But Carl actually, I don't know if he would have saved it or not. He went down there and hit another car. I think he hit the 16 car on the apron. It was. In fact, the 16 car is what saved. Yeah, saved saved Carl from wrecking. wrecking. And to me, I mean, to me, if you're going down across track and you hit another car and you you lose your, you know, you start slow, you lose your speed or whatever. To me, that don't. I don't think you should be – I think you should get your spot where you blend right then, where you get back rolling again. To me, that's where you should get – where your spot should be. But they freeze the field right when they – you know, obviously the caution comes out, and then they go back to the last – back to the last deal, and they look up there and see, oh, the 99 is still rolling. Well, let's put them back up here. So it's but just – But I don't understand that because – I just think I don't either. Much time. I, I don't either. But, but wait a second, though. How would then on any old wreck, on any old day, during any old caution, would you just not put – the car that was wrecking. This yeah, I just think it's the, easier for them to do this that. This can't be then. the only time uh, a wrecking car went sliding past the loop line and yeah. therefore put him in that spot. I mean, I don't think since he ever really spun out, they don't really, you know what I mean. He never really spun out. He just was. Well, he was probably going to. Even more reason than to just put him where yeah, he blended in. I just think they're. I just think it would be too much. Probably open up a bigger can of worms if if they did that every week. You know, they'd be arguing. It's just kind of probably easier for them to say, "Oh, well, he doesn't." You know, if he spins out, he spins out. But if he doesn't spin out and he's still rolling, and he's not pitting, then he's probably doesn't have enough damage and wasn't wrecked enough. You know, but uh, I guess I mean, I, it's it just seems a little. It's kind of just their discretion. Yeah, kinda, that, you know, I mean, there's yeah. not I really. I understand that it's at their discretion. I I get that, and I'm not yeah. even saying it was the wrong call. I'm just saying. As we sit here and try to dissect it and download it and understand it, yeah. I just don't recall seeing people that have wrecked or spun out or or even got loose or whatever get their spot back. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think we should have been scored in front of them, but I can also say if I if that was us and we were just trying to miss a wreck in front of us and we never really spun all the way out or anything, I'd want to be. I'd be. I'd be arguing we should be in eighth. Well, sure, but you but know. if you, I could live with if it were the if if uh, if the situation were reversed, I could live with Dale Junior being behind Carl Edwards. You yeah, know? yeah, I mean. Um, I just I I I agree with Mike there. I just it's that's hard for me to understand. It just doesn't seem like the most reasonable thing to do. But yeah. like Dale Jr. said, we're not going to change anybody. That's for sure. Uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, hey, listen, Dale Jr. had some also some thoughts on Atlanta in terms of the configuration of the track as well. Let's hear what he said there. I really enjoy racing in Atlanta, and I don't know why that's not one of the hottest tickets on the circuit because number one, it's Atlanta, pretty damn awesome town. But uh, 
the track's been there forever, a lot of history. Just seems like there'd be a lot of people in that area that want to come out and fill that place up. I hope we keep going there for a very long time. I wish I could turn back in time and, and go run on the old configuration because that configuration looked like a lot of fun. I went there when I was a kid and, and they used to, both the straightaways, you know, the back straightaway right now used to be the front straightaway. And both the straightaways were similar. And uh, some damn body got the bright idea that that track needed a dog leg just like every other damn mile and a half track we got. <laughs> I don't know why they thought that was better or that we needed another track just like every other damn track, but damn, they should have left that place alone. It was pretty damn badass. It's still pretty cool. But uh, we'll uh, go on to Richmond and another place that's very slick, worn out, and uh, a lot of fun. And we've run good there. We ran pretty good there last year. I can't remember. I don't think... I think we had some brake problems this year. Yeah, we were running really good and ended up running out of brakes. But uh, we know what happened there, and that shouldn't happen again. And uh, should be fun. There you go. Some uh, damn body. I, I love his use of the word damn in <laughs> yeah. that uh, little clip there. We heard it five or six times about some damn body. Some damn body got an idea yeah. to put a dog leg in that place <laughs> and make it like every other damn track. <laughs> I, I, TJ, I love the racing in Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah. I think it's it's in terms of for a for a fan standpoint, watching the race or being there in person, it's one of my favorite racetracks to go to or watch. I think that uh, both of you can speak to this, especially you, Mike. I just don't think people think Atlanta when they think Labor Day weekend, or don't think about NASCAR in Atlanta when they think Labor Day weekend. And I think that they think Darlington, and that's why they're going back to Darlington starting next year for Labor Day weekend. You know, Atlanta, it uh, for several times was uh, after uh, Daytona, and I, I, got, a, I got a feeling, because it's not college football season, that's also a huge factor. Yeah. Uh, and Atlanta, like Mike Davis can attest to, is a big place to be Labor Day weekend for college football. I think it's going to do better when they, uh, that's weather permitting, uh, when it's after Daytona next year. I hope so. I, I'm not convinced. First of all, the Labor Day thing, going back to Darlington, that fixes that problem. I'm not yeah. so sure that is like I, – I don't know how that benefits or affects Atlanta. I hope it benefits Atlanta for the better. I mean, I hope that that, mm-hmm. that fixes that. It's definitely going to make Darlington better like it should be. Um, but Atlanta, I worry about it because, you know, I just don't get the feel that the the sports scene around there has is still – uh, it's not invigorated great. by racing. I feel like it's gotten stale a little bit, and I don't know what it'll take. Oh, let me put it this way. I don't know that making it the second race of the year, I don't know if that's enough to reinvigorate this, the sports fans in, in that area. I don't know. May, I hope, well, no, you bring up a I lot hope. of great points because it, it is not, it, it's an apathetic sports town. Let's just be honest. It I is. Mean, it, for baseball, you name it, whatever. Which, which, uh, is, it which is, is weird but, because they, there's some diehard race fans. Like some yeah. of the most diehard race fans I know are from Atlanta and from that area. Yeah. There's just not enough of them. Yeah, I just don't want it in college football season. You know, so I think the fact that they're going to have it after Daytona hopefully will help things. And you're right, I'm I'm not convinced of it, but I am convinced of this, TJ. The racing there is fantastic. I love that track. Yeah, I, I like it. I like – I don't know if I'm a – I don't – have never raced the old Atlanta. Or, um, I do remember it, though, and I thought it was a pretty cool track. But the dogleg um, – Dog legs just leave so much more open ground. You know what I mean? There's so much room, more room for air. There's more room for passing on restarts after the start finish line. I don't know. I mean, it makes it interesting when they get three wide on the front stretch. So you, so you like that some damn body? 
Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I do like the old Atlanta too, just from yeah. what I've watched well, of it. But I do um I do think it's a good Atlanta's a good racetrack. I think it's pretty exciting and like I mean I think it's it is it'd be one I'd like to go to. I mean if I was going to yeah. go watch, that'd be one I'd want to go to. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens uh, moving forward with that race. But like Dale Jr. said, Mike, uh, it's time to move on to Richmond and. Uh, he has run really well there the last uh, few years. Yeah, he second to Kyle well. Busch uh, <laughs> last year, I believe, and uh, won there eight years ago, I think. 2006. Yeah. Um, he also had another another time where he should have won, but uh, there's the 18 car that had something to do with that. But uh, this should be fun on uh, Saturday night, and, and tremendous incentive to win, too, because you win, you are the number one seed, period. Hey, listen, if you're a racing enthusiast, this is your race. I mean, honestly, forget you know who you cheer for. Obviously, there's incentive for Dale Jr. to win because, yeah, he's going to be starting number one in the chase. That's where you want to start. But from a racing enthusiast standpoint, there's just so many different storylines that go into Richmond every year right at this time, being that it's the chase cutoff. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing yeah. that. Casey now is breathing yeah. easier, uh, but there's still some spots to be won. Yeah. And uh, there's people outside of the points uh, bubble that are – absolutely contenders to win at Richmond. Clint and Boyer. I at, mean, last yeah. year, all the chaos, and we talked about it because Junior was right behind him right. When, after when it happened. Uh, but Boyer, with all that happened a year ago, and after the big season he had last year, is finding himself in a position where he almost certainly needs to win unless something terrible happens to Greg Biffle. Uh, Boyer almost certainly has to win. So does Kyle Larson or Austin Dillon or Brian Vickers. Uh, so that's going to be fascinating to watch on Saturday night. And and, and now that you say you say all yeah. that, I'm thinking about Truex, and then I'm like, oh, we didn't yeah. even talk about Truex and Kyle Busch yeah. after this Atlanta race. That does not surprise me at all. I mean, did yeah. you see that, TJ? Yeah, one lap to go, one guy's leading the race that got up there and deserved it, and you're going to wreck a guy for 15th or 14th at the time for what reason? Because he went into the corner high above you and you misjudged it? No. That you know where he's going before you turn into the corner if he's going to run the high side there. Yeah. It's not a surprise. I mean. You know, people were talking about how boring that race was. And I'm like, look, you had wildlife affecting the beginning of the race. Yeah. <laughs> you had you had <laughs> Kyle Busch and Martin Truex, you know, mixing it up at the end and yeah. having a post-race discussion. You had Jimmy Johnson, which looked to be about six or seven VHS cassettes worth, uh, yeah. cassettes worth of tape on his Those car. Those guys were driving, the too. They were driving mm. off the corner. You could see them loose. You could see guys, when they get side by side, they'd have their hands full. I mean, they actually have to drive the cars hard there. Yeah. It's 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 definitely a, a really tough plow. I mean, if it, it's definitely a tough place to drive. <laughs> You're right, though, Mike, about the craziness that happens at the end of that race. I mean, I'm just completely using this as a hypothetical, but if suddenly let's let's say that Marcus Ambrose is running second, okay, on Saturday night, and yep. and suddenly there's you know there's no reason to caution to come out, but Eric Almarola suddenly decides to drive right instead of left. Mm, he wants his teammate to get into the chase. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it's just it's craziness that happens there in, in Richmond. It seems. With uh, chase scenarios, what if Tony Stewart wins the race on Saturday night? I well, mean, who knows? It could I, be crazy. I can tell you one thing: if Tony Stewart wins the race, I am confident that ESPN will cover it well. Yeah. <laughs> you think that they, they might have say, uh, "My goodness, yeah." yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of coverage of that. My gosh, uh, if you were watching the race on Sunday night, um, it it looked like there was one car on the track well, there for a little LeBron, while. LeBron might go for ice cream, so that might be. 
pretty big deal too. <laughs> that'll, that'll cause it to break away. ESPN, yeah. Michael Sand yeah. gets picked up by yep. a team. Yeah. Yep. All right, we got to get to Reaction Theater. But first, we mentioned at the top of the show, Spy's exclusive deal for Dirty Mo Radio listeners is about to end. Go online to spyoptic.com slash Dale Jr. or facebook.com slash spyoptic and enter for your chance to win a spin with Dale Jr., this is a chance of a lifetime. Don't miss out. You only have today left to enter. And if you find yourself a pair of signature 88 sunglasses while on spyoptic.com, use the same code DIRTYMORADIO. DIRTYMORADIO. All one word. To receive 20% off your purchase. Miss Amanda, let's play some reaction theater calls. Congratulations, Casey Kane and the Five team. All four Hendricks teams are in the chase. And I'm thinking there is a really long line. For the people who want to kick Kyle's ass. Martin Truex Jr., class act, man. Class act. But I'm still thinking he would really like to kick his ass. Anyway, followed by Delena Harvick, Kevin Harvick, oh, and a whole list of other people, me included. Mm. Ciao, baby. Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to tell her she's wrong, but she's probably right. <laughs> Let's just go back to the beginning of uh, that call, uh, guys. Uh, it was pretty cool to see how fired up everybody was for Casey on Sunday night. Yeah, uh, Casey, uh, good for him. Now a little concerned that a team that can definitely compete for this championship and give us a run for our money is now officially in the chase. I- I'll be that guy. I'll be the one to admit it. Everybody's thinking it. Oh yeah, we've thought about we've thought that ever since. You get your first win, you're like, well, I want this guy to win. This yeah, guy. trust me. This is why we had no problem with Almondinger winning Watkins Glen. Is it not? <laughs> yeah, or I, I do. Daytona, uh, July. You're, you're, right. Right about, <laughs> right. You're, you're right about that. I thought it was pretty cool. The first thing Junior said when he climbed out of the car is he tweets, smile at Casey Kane, you're in the chase. And it just you can tell a lot of people were thrilled for him. But from a competitive standpoint, you do bring up a very good point. Yeah, I'll be that he, guy. I'll, I'll be the one to say it. He's certainly uh, very capable of winning the whole blessed thing. All right, who's next? No, but seriously, if that squirrel cat or whatever the hell that was ran out in front of the 88, <laughs> I'm telling you, Junior would have hit it just because that's the luck he has with stuff like that. And I was thinking about playing a drinking game for all the cars he passed uh, each and every week, but I don't want to die of alcohol poison. So anyway, it's good to be disappointed by an 11th place finish, and we'll move on to Richmond. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That, you might want to come up with something else to do. You know, if when that happens, but yes, if if, uh, if you take a shot or or have a beer or whatever, uh, every time he passes a car, you're in real trouble. TJ, uh, speaking of the squirrel, did you see it? Uh, no, it was in turn three, and I couldn't, I couldn't even in the beginning of the race. And they were trying, they were, I don't know if they showed it in the beginning of the race during during the pace laps. It was out there, and <laughs> the couple guys from the safety truck were trying to get it back in the wall, and it went in a hole or something. And I guess one guy, all we could hear was NASCAR telling. Uh, some track worker, not to mess with it. Don't mess with it. Don't mess. If you let it go, I guess the guy was trying to catch it or something. But <laughs> I can see it now. Um, but I, I never saw it. And there's a couple guys in that infield that could have caught it real quick. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know if you guys saw it. Did they show it on TV? The light that caught on fire. There was a bunch of smoke. There was yeah, smoke. that was from yeah. one of yeah. the lights that that shines on the track and and um hit and we saw it start smoking and it kept getting worse and worse and. It, uh, I guess it caught fire down there. And I mean, then, look, <laughs> you had loose squirrels, a light catch a fire. I mean, it almost sounds like a Davis family reunion down yeah. there at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Well, I, you were there. <laughs> not at the well, track, but you were Well, they didn't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, TJ? <laughs> God. Speaking of that, let's play the next reaction theater call. 
Well, Junior Nation, we have our three wins. We're locked into the chase. We're up there in points. And Steve Latar wanted to work on crisis management. We're just going along with the game plan. No big deal, y'all. We're in this chase. We just got to be good for the last ten. That's all that matters. Mike Davis, War Eagle, your tide looked okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Well. But yeah, she's right. I mean, they looked okay. Yeah. She's it, right. It, you, it's pretty good spot to be in when you win by ten and it feels like you lost by thirty. Yeah, so. Syracuse right. looked okay too. Yeah, Syracuse you know. and, that, and, and, that, and that's your Syracuse football update here on the Junior <laughs> yeah. Download. Amanda, is there any college football team you'd like to talk about? Yeah. I know you'd like to talk about your St. Louis Cardinal baseball team, but hey, you know I root for Mizzou. You do? Okay. Yeah, I don't keep up with it as much as you guys do, but okay, Mizzou. All right, right. we'll I have to remember that. All right, who's next? Someone needs to do us all a favor and go up and kick Kyle Bush in the damn face. And then gets into Tony Stewart, leads to that caution. Dale Jr. runs over a piece of debris, knocks a hole in the radiator, pretty much ruined his chances of running in the top ten. And then he has to wreck Martin Truex Jr. with two laps to go. you telling me you couldn't wait for those two extra laps before you showed your displeasure? And if Casey Kane would have lost that race, it would have all been Kyle Busch's fault. But it's not all bad. Dale Jr. and the team, they didn't give up. They kept fighting. Almost came away with another top ten. Missed it just barely. We're going to go to Richmond. We're going to kick some ass. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's a man who knows yeah. where he's going in life. I will he's got it all put together. <laughs> there, is, there is no give up in our team, man, no That's matter right. how bad the situation is. That's for sure. It's very, very evident. Who's next? You know what? It is what it is. 11th place. Could have been worse. Of course, the 88 team battles through it. Get done, get stuff fixed. Um, the word of the day, on the track. Fast driving by some. But uh, Junior tweeted out after the race and said that uh, he thanks everybody for the support, whether regardless of the finish, and it motivates him. And uh, I just want to say, y'all, the way you guys work together motivates me. It makes me want to work harder when I'm at my job. And just see you guys via teamwork makes me stoked for the success y'all are having. So keep it up, move on, and uh, get them at Richmond next week. How about that, Mike Davis? We're helping the economy. Yeah. It is. It does help to hear people when you have a bad day. I mean, 11 is a bad day, but it does, you know, it does trickle down. And we do hear, we do think about it. And, we, some, you know, the guys talk about it some, and it does make you appreciate you know appreciate them calling and want and want to keep working hard and, and do your job i just hope that guy doesn't milk cows or something for a living <laughs> why, why? say he's working harder at his job i don't i mean that couldn't be good <laughs> wow oh, that's interesting me. yeah no, I, yeah. no i'm with him i'm with him I <laughs> wait, 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 are you out of all the out of all the, the examples yeah i'm worried about the cow man <laughs> oh, no he's you. very worried about the cow i i it just i I'm with what he's saying there because of how hard he wants to work. Yeah, but man. Out of all the examples you could have used, that was very fascinating that that's what you that's selected. That's where your head at, man. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that cow. Yeah. How many uh, – do we have an I official just, again, beep count, by the way, Amanda? Was there an official count I, on how many beeps that was? That took me like an hour to bleep, bleep out <laughs> of who it. Said, who said uh, – and I, you're going to have to bleep me here. So who said who said uh, more? Did Dale Jr. say damn more or did that guy say more? Oh, that guy has Dale Jr. Yeah, in life. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't think Dale Jr.'s cussed that much this month since about three years ago. Yeah, that was about one race worth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to the next one. And I'll never forget the look on Hogue's eyes when that squirrel jumped his garters and crossed his thighs and he jumped to his feet and said, Lord, have mercy on me. (laughs) Hey, boys, way to fight today. Good job. Uh, Get all this bad luck out of the way before Chase starts. Go to Rich and win that thing. There (laughs) you go. And there's your winner, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. 
yeah. <laughs> you know what? I th- I'm sorry, Amanda. We have to play that again. Let's play it again. Tears in my eyes. And I'll never forget the look on Hogue's eyes when that squirrel jumped his garters and crossed his thighs and he jumped to his feet and said, Lord, have mercy on me. <laughs> hey, boys, way to fight today. Good job. Uh, get all this bad luck out of the way before Chase starts. Go to Richmond. Win that thing. There you yeah. Oh, I, it just hit me. That, that's the lyrics uh, to that dude. Uh, runs Ray. Around, Ray. Runs around naked. Yeah, man. Ray song. Stevens? Oh. Yes, Ray, uh, that guy. The yeah. day the squirrel went berserk. Yes, yes. That must be that. Is that right? In the yeah. first self-righteous <laughs> what's church what's or whatever. Yes, yes. What's the chorus to it? Um, In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula. What's the name of that the chorus to it? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Taylor. He seems to, he seems to listen to it yesterday. Wasn't it? Yeah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah or something they like were that, right? just, Yeah, they were jumping pews and shouting hallelujah. Yeah, <laughs> Big Ray Stevens fan, I see, Taylor. <laughs> I can't believe I remember all that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I love, man, that was that was a hell of a, a reaction theater call. All right, one more. Junior, don't be down on yourself tonight. You raced a hard race tonight and gave it your all. You went out there and put it all on the line. Sometimes the car's not right. Sometimes happens i guess i'm quite sure tj majors didn't go piss tonight because it's so hot he should have been sweating it out but hey 88 guys everybody on the team you guys did an excellent job tonight you went out there and you gave it your all you gave a hundred percent and that's all i could ever ask for let's go to richmond let's not eat any ice cream because i know you guys get a little hot but hey let's go there let's kick some ass Let's go to the chase with yeah. a little bit of Yeah. And go get us a championship, guys. This is the year. This is the time. It's time to go. It's time to kick the chase's ass. Dale, yeah. There's our boy, Timmy. <laughs> well, I I mean, it just to let you know, bud, it was a night race. And I'm, you know that you know what that means. I don't have to go anywhere to go to the bathroom. Oh. oh, here we go again. Oh. Just uh, I don't have to go anywhere. You just stay where you're at, huh? Feel that? Was that rain? <laughs> <laughs> Reaction Theater is open 24-7. I'm just kidding. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. If you were planning on sitting underneath the spotter standing in Richmond this weekend, get the hell out of there. Uh, go some other place. Uh, Wednesday, Fast Lane Family, presented by Charlie Soap. The legendary Larry Mack drops by to chat with Kelly. Roll Tide. Roll Friday, tight. check out JRM 360, the podcast, and get to know the characters at work at JR Motorsports a little better. And on Mondays, we recap the full weekend for the JR Motorsports Nationwide and late model teams and Dale's Sprint Cup Series run on the Monday recap, presented by Spy. Let's throw that white flag. White flag right there, white flag. Well, this is what's going on in Junior's world. There's a lot. So if you're a Junior fan, you're going to pay attention here. All right, first, Dale Junior has another fantasy draft tonight, and this one's with the 88 Cup team. So if you're keeping score at home, this makes Junior an owner in exactly 416 fantasy football leagues this <laughs> no year. <kidding. laughs> Junior's doing production work for Tax Slayer tomorrow. Now, if you didn't catch this on JRM 360 last week, TaxSlayer.com is doing something really cool with its Tax Slayer Bowl sponsorship. So listen up, college football fans. Taylor, this is even you. Each week throughout the college football season, Dale Jr. and Regan Smith are picking their weekly winners. You're encouraged to do the same. If you pick more winners than Dale, Regan, and anybody else, you're going to win cool stuff. So you go to picks.taxslayerbowl.com. Picks.taxslayerbowl.com. Moving on. Junior has another fantasy football draft tomorrow night. That is number 417 if you're scoring at home. (laughs) 
Junior is doing production work for Diet Mountain Dew on Thursday as they prepare for the release of the new Dale Call toy. I guess that's what you would call it, a toy, right? In a couple I, yeah, weeks? I don't think you can call ducks with it. Uh, right. I mean, it's a oh, toy. Gosh. I don't think you really can call ducks with it. That means our Dale daughters will have them. But they are coming out with that. So uh, I guarantee you more adults will buy it than for themselves than they will for <laughs> oh, their yeah. kids. But will Dale Jr. come out if you call it? Well, I guess you're going to have to buy one to find yeah, out, right? Go. I thought about blowing it when we get the one to go, see if that <laughs> pipes come out of the side of the car and stuff. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. Junior, that was awesome. Junior will be ready. Would you do that? Honestly, if you – Wait, I mean a selfie it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Junior will be racing go-karts with Chase Elliott and Napa customers at a fun event Thursday night. It's closed to the public, so I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but always rem- remember to Napify your automobile projects. Napify. See, I made that one up myself. That's, That's not good. even an official like slogan. It's, That's I pretty just, good. I just made that into an action verb. So you like that? Uh, have you heard about what Goodies has done, Amanda? No. Curious headaches. For the first time ever, and for a limited time only, Dale Jr. is featured on Goodies Extra Strength Headache Powder 50-count packages and Goodies Cool Orange Powder 24-count packages. I like the cool orange now, see? All right, so listen. You should really make a point to go buy these packages, and here is why. Earlier in the year, I flew up to New York and made a big presentation to Goodies regarding the sponsorship, and I sort of promised Goodies that you would buy this stuff if they if they put Dell on the packaging. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's for no other reason than to make me look good or okay. to not embarrass me, but you need to go I out and buy, buy these that. things, okay? Yeah, I'm counting enough. on you. And, right. and, and, and when you buy it, you can check out the augmented reality features on the packaging using the mobile app Blipper. That was not my idea. That was actually Goodies' idea. I did not pitch that one. Uh, but it's a really cool idea. All right, moving on here. We announced this last week, but new Dale Yeah Dirty Mo Radio shirts are on order, and they will be here within a week or two, okay? So now these are different from what you're used to seeing. They sort of look like this retro baseball shirt. You know what those are, Taylor? Like the, yeah, sle- the, the sleeves. The yeah. sleeves are di- – yeah, it's a T-shirt, but the it's sleeves – It's a T-shirt. It's a throwback jersey that's a T-shirt. It's a, yeah, it's a sleeves are a different color than the rest of the shirt, right? And there's a men's cut and a women's cut. And a lot of women have been asking for that this year. So here's your chance. So uh, keep a lookout at Junior Nation Retail Store, Junior Nation Souvenir Rig at the track. Those are going to be there in a couple weeks. Both Junior Motorsports and Hendrick Motorsports are racing at Richmond this weekend. Junior Motorsports coming off this past weekend's victory at Atlanta with Kevin Harvick returns to Richmond where Kevin Harvick was victorious earlier in the year. You hearing all that, Taylor? I got it, man. Like, I'm not trying to encourage Beer toasts. Ga- I'm not trying to encourage gambling because that's wrong and it destroys families. But if you were that type of person, <laughs> Kevin Harvick might be a good <laughs> good pick for you this week. Yeah, don't gamble. It's not good for your family. But You'll get you addicted do. to it. But I'm going to be doing it this Saturday. <laughs> right. I got it. He, he's really good. Kevin wins <laughs> a lot. All right, that race is Friday night on ESPN2. Yeah. Saturday, the Cup guys will make a go at it. That race will be on ABC Saturday night. If you're going to Richmond, Dell Jr. will be appearing at the Team Chevy stage at 4.30 p.m., Eastern time. That's free to the public. Go check Dale Jr. out before he races at Richmond. That's it, Taylor. That's good stuff, man. Got a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. There you go, buddy. White flag. Hey, so if we create another league, what's that, 418? That'll be 418. Man loves him some fancy football, that's for sure. All right, uh, good stuff this week on the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks, Dale Jr., for all that he gave us this week. For Amanda Troutman, for TJ Majors, for Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download, presented by Spy. Dale, yeah. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 
Hey guys, thanks for checking out today's episode of the Dale Jr. Download. Now, as a reminder, this is the final day for you to go enter the Win a Spin with Dale Jr. from Spy Optic. Go to spyoptic.com slash Dale Jr. or facebook.com slash spyoptic and enter for your chance to win the ride of a lifetime. Go check it out.